0: Welcome back to our show, The Insightful Pair, where we dive deep into the world of technology and innovation. I'm your host, Tom.
1: And I'm Jen, ready to unravel the complex but fascinating topic of AI in financial forecasting. Today, we're discussing an intriguing paper titled A Hypothesis on Good Practices for AI-Based Systems for Financial Time Series Forecasting Towards Domain-Driven XAI Methods. That's
0: a mouthful, Jen. But before we scare our listeners away with such technical jargon, let's break it down. AI-based systems have been game changers in predicting financial movements like stock prices, don't you think?
1: Absolutely, Tom. Machine Learning ML and Deep Learning DL are at the forefront of this revolution. They've shown to notch up the accuracy of financial forecasts significantly.
0: Right, but there's a catch. These models are incredibly complex. So much so, they're often called black boxes. It's hard to understand how they work and how they come up with their predictions.
1: And that's where explainable artificial intelligence, or XAI, steps in. The whole idea here is to make these AI models as transparent as a clear summer sky.
0: Well put, Jen. But it's tricky, especially in finance where the stakes are sky high. The authors of this paper, Branka haji and Jorg Osterheater delve into this pointing out the challenges with current XAI methods like LIME and SHAP.
1: These methods are groundbreaking but not without issues. Think of LIME as trying to simplify a complex painting by focusing on one small area. It helps but doesn't give you the full picture.
0: And SHAP values. It's like trying to understand the role every actor plays in a movie by watching only one scene. Plus, both these methods need a lot of computing power and sometimes create overly simplistic or unrealistic explanations.
1: Right, and don't get me started on feature dependence. It's when two attributes, say the number of rooms and the size of an apartment, are connected. Many XAI tools overlook these relationships, leading to unreliable explanations.
0: And this is especially true for financial data, which is rich with such intertwined features. Not addressing this can mean explaining a forecast inaccurately, which can be disastrous in financial decision-making.
1: That's why Haji Misheva and Oster Eater advocate for good practices in deploying explainability, tailored for finance. It starts with data quality. Garbage in, garbage out, as they say.
0: They were also suggesting that we should match explainability methods to the audience. A financial expert might need the nitty-gritty, whereas a non-tech executive might prefer a broader view.
1: Considering data properties is crucial too. If your data is connected or follows a trend over time, your XAI method must take that into account.
0: Last but not least, explanations must be stable. If small changes in the data lead to different explanations, that's a red flag.
1: In conclusion, the paper advocates for XAI methods that are robust, audience-specific and considerate of the data's unique properties in finance. It's a call to action for more industry-specific XAI tools.
0: And that's a wrap on today's episode. We hope you found our explanation of AI-based systems in finance clear and, well, explainable.
1: Thanks for tuning in to The Insightful Pair. Until next time, keep your questions ready and your curiosity charged.
0: See you soon. Are you tired of the same old, boring means of transportation that keep your feet and your spirits grounded?
1: Well, hold on to your top hats and monocles, folks, because Zephyrblade Zany Zeppelins, Inc. is about to turn your world upside down. Literally.
0: Introducing the Stratospheric Scrambler. It's like taking a merry-go-round, sprinkling it with fairy dust, and setting it free in the skies.
1: And for the supernatural enthusiasts, be prepared to scream with glee in our high-altitude haunted house. Is it a ghost or just an oddly-shaped cloud? Either way, it's spooky fun.
0: Hungry for adventure? Try the Breezy Banquet Blimp. Chow down on Chateaubriand while a sky whale waves to you with its giant flippers. Talk about a whale of a time.
1: With our patented zephyr blades, you can glide with the grace of a ballroom dancer and the silence of a mime. You'll be so quiet you could sneak up on an eagle
0: sipping bubbly beverages with a side of belly laughs on a zeppelin in the sky why that's just another sunday afternoon for zephyr blade zany zeppelins inc
1: so if you've ever craved dining with ducks or doing loop the loops with the larks book your passage today
0: and remember our motto silly skies happy hearts with zephyr blade zany zeppelins inc we take whimsy to new heights
1: folks give your life a little lift Call Zephyr Blade Zany Zeppelins, Inc. now, where every flight is an out-of-this-world amusement park.
0: Just dial 1-800-ZEP-ZANY. That's 1-800-ZEP-ZANY. Billowing with delight right to your doorstep.
1: Tell them Tom and Jen sent you for a free pair of those snazzy antique flying goggles.
0: Zeppelins and giggles and blades. Oh my. Stay zany, our high-flying friends. Hello, and welcome back to our podcast. I'm your host, Tom.
1: And I'm Jen, joining Tom for another deep dive into the complex world of finance.
0: Today's topic is a fascinating one, optimal portfolio allocation with uncertain covariance matrix. This sounds like a mouthful, Jen, but I know we can tackle
1: it. Absolutely, Tom. Let's start with the basics. Portfolio allocation is essentially how you decide to spread your investments across different assets, like stocks, bonds, or commodities.
0: Right. And typically, investors want to balance their expected returns with the level of risk they're taking. This is where the covariance matrix comes into play.
1: The covariance matrix is a tool that helps investors understand how different assets in a portfolio move in relation to each other. If two stocks tend to go up and down together, they have a high covariance.
0: And in the finance world, the goal often is to find a mix of investments that maximizes returns while minimizing risk. Which brings us to two methods, the Expected Utility EU method and the Mean Variance E approach.
1: Historically, the MV approach has been popular for its simplicity. You simply look at the expected returns and risk or volatility of assets and crunch the numbers.
0: But here's the twist, Jen. Real-world returns are not perfectly predictable and often don't follow the nice, neat patterns we model them on.
1: That's where our paper comes in. It goes beyond the MV approach by factor in uncertainty about the covariance matrix itself.
0: And why is that important? Because the covariance matrix isn't set in stone. It changes over time as market conditions evolve, something traditional models often overlook.
1: In the paper we're discussing, the authors propose incorporating this uncertainty directly into the portfolio allocation process using what's known as the Constant Absolute Risk Aversion, or CARA, utility function.
0: In essence, by accounting for the uncertainty in future covariance matrices, investors can potentially make more robust decisions that aren't as sensitive to incorrect assumptions about market movements.
1: So if you're following along, the key takeaway is that by embracing the uncertainty and integrating it into decision-making, you're not just planning for one possible future, but considering a range of outcomes.
0: Exactly. And while the math behind it can get intricate, The concept is intuitive. Planning for uncertainty is simply a smart way to invest.
1: To wrap things up, the authors of this paper are suggesting that instead of trying to predict the future with precision, we should focus on creating portfolios that can thrive in a variety of future scenarios, making our investments more resilient.
0: And that, dear listeners, is how we use some pretty sophisticated math to address the unpredictability inherent in the financial markets.
1: Don't miss our next episode where we'll apply these concepts to real-world portfolio examples and break down how different strategies might play out.
0: Thanks for joining us for this enlightening conversation on optimal portfolio allocation amidst uncertainty. Until next time, keep your portfolios diverse and your covariance matrices uncertain.
1: Take care and happy investing.
0: Have you ever wanted to be in sync with the sky, literally wearing the weather?
1: Well, hold on to your meteorological hats because Nebulash Whimsical Weatherwear Inc. is about to take you on a climatic fashion adventure.
0: Picture this. You're sauntering down the street when it starts to rain. Boom! Your jacket is suddenly a live-action weather map.
1: With Nebulash's patented Nebula suits, you'll strut in a suit of lightning bolts. People might mistake you for Thor's fashion-forward cousin.
0: And on those drab, sunless days, the sky isn't gray. Your sky is whatever color you want it to be, because your threads turn into a panoramic Van Gogh painting.
1: Look up. Is it the Aurora Borealis? Nope. Just Kevin in accounting wearing his nebulash ties changing from emerald greens to electric blues.
0: Don't forget about the cumulo-cloudy sneakers, folks. Who needs a smoke machine at a party when you walk in cloud-shrouded glory?
1: So why settle for boring old clothes that can't summon fog or twinkle like the night sky?
0: Head to Nebulash Whimsical Weatherwear, Inc. and become the human barometer you were always meant to be.
1: Nebulash Whimsical Weatherwear, where every forecast is a chance to be fabulous.
0: Warning, Nebulash attires may lead to an increased chance of spontaneous weather reporting and jealous meteorologists. Welcome back to another episode of our Deep Dive Technology Podcast. I'm Tom.
1: And I'm Jen. Today we're venturing into the complex world of finance and artificial intelligence. Specifically, we're looking at how deep learning is changing the game in option pricing through solving partial differential equations, or PDEs for short.
0: That's right, Jen. For those of you who might not know, an option is a financial derivative that gives you the right but not the obligation. To buy or sell an asset at a set price within a specific time period now pricing these options has always been a bit of a mathematical challenge
1: ah the good old days of black skulls equations right but apparently things are getting even more interesting with the introduction of deep learning based pde solvers what's the deal with that tom it's quite fascinating jen
0: you see the traditional models can run into problems when you're dealing with options that hinge on multiple assets Or have complex features. That's where these things called high-dimensional PDEs come into play. And if you think that sounds challenging, it's because it is.
1: High-dimensional PDEs are notoriously tough to crack because of something called the curse of dimensionality. But fear not, as deep learning-based PDE solvers are stepping up to the plate. These solvers use neural networks to approximate solutions to these high-dimensional PDEs potentially offering scalable answers to this tricky problem.
0: Exactly. So there was this study we're discussing today, titled Error Analysis of Option Pricing via Deep PDE Solvers, Empirical Study. It aimed to shed light on how well these deep learning solvers perform, especially in practice, and what kind of errors we might expect from
1: them. The study's authors, Rawin Asabam-Rungrat, Kentaro Minami, and Masanori Hirano, focused on deep learning models known as deep BSDE methods. These are based on a concept in stochastic calculus involving backward stochastic differential equations, hence the BSDE.
0: That's a mouthful, Jen, but you're right on the money. These researchers conducted comparative experiments to see how these solvers perform with high-dimensional options like so-called rainbow options.
1: Rainbow options? What a colorful name, but I guess it has nothing to do with actual rainbows, huh? Sadly,
0: no rainbows here, Jen. Rainbow options are financial contracts that depend on multiple underlying assets. So, the more underlying assets you have, the more colorful the option, hence the name.
1: Got it. Colorful in a financial sense, then. The study identified three primary sources of errors in these deep learning solvers. First, errors that are just inherent in the specifications of the target options and assets, like volatility or maturity periods,
0: the second source of errors can come from how the asset model simulations are done, because as you might guess, simulating complex financial processes isn't a walk in the park.
1: And lastly, errors can stem from the neural network training process itself. These are your typical machine learning pitfalls like overfitting, underfitting, and the nuances of optimization.
0: Their findings suggest that the deep BSDE method performed pretty well showing robustness against changes in option specifications. Essentially, this approach might have a significant advantage when it comes to real-world use in finance, which is remarkably promising.
1: Interestingly, they also noted that the performance of these methods improves as you increase the number of time steps and the batch size used during the learning process. So it seems like the more data you can throw at it, within reason, the better it performs.
0: So what's the bottom line here? Well, it seems like there's definitely potential in using deep PDE solvers for option pricing. And while they're not perfect, understanding where the errors might come from can help us refine these models for even better accuracy.
1: Right you are, Tom. And who knows, maybe in the near future we'll see financial institutions using these advanced solvers as standard practice. Only time will tell.
0: And that wraps up our discussion, folks. Thanks for joining us on this deep dive into the world of finance and deep learning. I'm Tom.
1: And I'm Jen. Until next time, keep your options open and your neural networks learning.
0: Are you ready to hit pause on life's best moments?
1: Then get ready for Chrono Anchor, Inc., where today meets yesterday, tomorrow.
0: Sick of your vacations ending faster than a sneeze? Use our Temporal Anchor to stretch that beach day into infinity.
1: And for those who dread deadlines, our chronodial lets you put off today's to-dos until, well, forever.
0: At Chrono Anchor, we're turning daylight saving into daylight savoring.
1: Because we're the only ones who can promise to put the pause in menopause.
0: But wait, there's a disclaimer.
1: Chrono Anchor isn't liable for accidental time warps or aging backwards. That's on you folks.
0: So remember, when you want to hold on to the now, Dial Chrono Anchor.
1: The future can wait, literally.
0: Welcome back to another episode of our finance-focused podcast. I'm Tom.
1: And I'm Jen. Today, we're diving into a paper that sounds like a mouthful. But don't worry, we'll break it down for you. It's titled, A Gaussian Process-Based Method with Deep Kernel Learning for Pricing High-Dimensional American Options.
0: That's right. It might sound complex, but it deals with a very real-world problem in finance, pricing options, specifically American options, which can be exercised at any time before they expire, unlike their European counterparts.
1: Before we dive in deep, here's a quick backgrounder on options for the uninitiated. An option is a financial derivative that gives you the right, but not the obligation, to buy or sell an asset at a specified price, known as the strike price, before a certain date.
0: Now the problem with American options is that they're tricky to price, especially when there are many variables or dimensions involved. This is where our paper steps in.
1: The authors propose using something called Gaussian Process Regression, or GPR for short, to estimate what's known as the continuation value of an option. This basically determines whether it's better to hold on to the option or exercise it right away.
0: But GPR on its own has some issues. It can be expensive computationally, and it might not work as well when there are lots of dimensions. This is where deep kernel learning comes into play.
1: Deep kernel learning blends GPR with deep neural networks to learn a more efficient way to compare inputs from high-dimensional data, thus addressing the GPR's drawbacks in these situations.
0: The paper also introduces variational inference, which is a fancy way of saying that they use a technique to approximate the true GPR for faster computation.
1: The combination of these methods could significantly cut down on the time and computing power needed to price American options with many underlying assets. The authors tested their method using stock data following certain models like geometric Brownian motion and Merton's jump diffusion models.
0: They found that their method outperformed traditional pricing techniques in both speed and accuracy when dealing with high-dimensional scenarios. That's quite a win for those in the finance industry.
1: Absolutely, Tom. In an industry where milliseconds can mean millions, being able to quickly and accurately price options is critical.
0: Yeah, and this paper shows that by combining cutting-edge machine learning techniques like deep learning with traditional statistical models like GPR, we can overcome problems that were effectively unsolvable not too long ago.
1: That's a wrap for this episode. We hope you found it as informative and exciting as we did. Expect more demystified complex finance topics in our upcoming episodes.
0: Thanks for tuning in. This is Tom.
1: And Jen signing off. Catch you next time where we'll tackle another financial enigma with the help of technology and innovation.
0: Are you tired of the same old raincoat?
1: Do you want your wardrobe to pop like a thunderclap?
0: Then step right up to Nebulash Whimsical Weatherwear Inc., where fashion meets the forecast.
1: Imagine strolling down the street, a cloud pattern on your cape, and suddenly...
0: Whoosh! You're floating because guess what? It's drizzling.
1: Or walking in the park, a gentle breeze kicks in and... Poof!
0: Your hat starts blowing bubbles like you're living in a cartoon.
1: Nightfall doesn't mean the end of your shine because your gown...
0: Glitters with a galaxy of stars, thanks to twilight-triggered fiber optics.
1: With Nebulash, you'll be the lightning that strikes the conversation every time.
0: So, for a wardrobe that's as wacky as the weather,
1: visit Nebulash Whimsical Weatherwear, Inc. and dress up your life in the most delightful downpour.
0: Because why just weather the weather when you can wear the weather?
1: Nebulash, clothing that's a storm of style.
0: Welcome back tech savvies and workplace warriors to another episode of our podcast. I'm Tom.
1: And I'm Jen. Today we're diving into a topic that's becoming increasingly relevant in our digital era, technostress and job performance, understanding the negative impacts and strategic responses in the workplace.
0: That's right, Jen. We're unraveling the complex relationship between technology in the workplace and how it affects employees' performance. A study out of Iran gives us some serious food for thought.
1: To set the stage, Technostress is what you feel when the rapid digitalization of your job starts to overwhelm you. It's like being in a never-ending race to keep up with new software, only to have it updated again just when you get comfortable.
0: Exactly, Jen. It's the stress from an inbox that never sleeps, or the anxiety when facing new tech you're expected to master yesterday.
1: And this isn't just academic speak. Armida Atrian and Salah Goba from Iran have done a deep-dive study Surveying employees across various industries to better understand how techno stress really ticks.
0: They identified that techno stress has a measurable negative impact on job performance. It can zap productivity, decrease satisfaction, and even make people want to quit more.
1: But they didn't just leave us hanging with the bad news. The study also discusses strategic interventions like training programs and supportive leadership, which can help mitigate these negative impacts.
0: Right, Jen? Their study even proposes a model that shows the relationship between techno-stress, coping mechanisms, and job performance, providing a blueprint for organizations to better manage these issues.
1: Let's break it down into layman's terms. Techno-stress components include things like techno-overload, where you're working longer and harder because of technology, invasion, where work follows you everywhere, complexity, insecurity about being replaced, and uncertainty from constant tech changes.
0: They surveyed 247 people and, spoiler alert, found a strong negative connection between techno stress and job performance.
1: We're talking about situations where employees are getting demotivated, feeling job dissatisfaction, and experiencing a decline in commitment to their companies.
0: But it's not all doom and gloom. The paper also recommends some coping strategies, like enhancing skills to reduce fear of new technology or creating an environment that encourages learning and trial and error without the fear of making mistakes.
1: These strategies can not only increase employee satisfaction, but actually turn technology from a foe to an ally at work.
0: It's all about balance and knowing when to embrace technology and when to step back. Leaders have a crucial role to play in facilitating this balance by providing the right support, training, and culture.
1: In short, don't let techno-stress rule the workplace. Instead, Address it head-on and empower employees to use technology to their advantage.
0: And that, listeners, is your techno takeaway. Stay tuned for our next episode, where we'll bring more insights to help you navigate the digital tides of today's work life.
1: We're Tom and Jen, signing off. Remember, work smart, not stressed.
0: Are you tired of using outdated star maps that lead you nowhere?
1: Do you want to take your love for the cosmos to new, um, splashier heights?
0: Introducing Starfish Stellar Cartography, Inc., the universe's only star mapping service with a team of invertebrate astronomers.
1: That's right, why trust the cosmos to just anyone when you can rely on the radially symmetrical precision of a starfish?
0: Want to impress your date with stars that spell L-O-V-E? Our starfish are the ultimate celestial cupids.
1: Or perhaps you're hunting for cosmic treasure? Our starfish will map it out so you won't just be chasing space rainbows.
0: And if you're in the market for some space real estate, a cozy comet, a nifty nebula, our starfish are the best interstellar agents this side of Saturn.
1: Navigate the galaxy, one starfish at a time, with Starfish Stellar Cartography, Inc., where sea critters meet star clusters.
0: Call now, and we'll throw in a free constellation consultation with our leading starfish, Sir Squiddles who will point his arms to your future home among the stars.
1: Don't settle for the ordinary. Reach for the starfish. Starfish Stellar Cartography, Inc. Because the galaxy's just an ocean waiting to be explored.
0: And tell him Tom and Jen sent you for an extra twinkle on your star map.
1: Starfish Stellar Cartography, Inc. Your space adventure starts with a sea star.